Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. A big night in the Twin Cities tonight, Jim. The Wild, the Wolves, the Twins are all in action tonight. Where would you like to start? I think that the uh, probably the biggest game in town has got to be the Timberwolves game. Okay. Uh, they win this one, then they can at least pretend it's a series for a few more days. Uh, they give themselves a chance to get back into this thing. Uh, I think that the home crowd will be pretty crazy for them tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they at least started playing a little bit better in the third quarter of the last game. So you can build a little bit of hope in there. If Towns plays better and Edwards keeps playing well, they have a real chance to at least steal one game and make it a series. If they don't, it's over with. Um, so I think a lot, you know, t- Towns is the most obvious variable, but Edwards is a variable too. He, you know, he played. Mm-hmm. One great half in this series, but he has not been very good the last few weeks. You know, do he find something, or did he just have fresh legs? What's it, you know? Can he do it again? Mm-hmm. Uh, these stars do it night after night after night. Let's see if he's up to it. Let's see if Towns is up to it too. You know, you referenced him, and and he has struggled here in in the playoffs. And I think that he and Gobert are kind of still struggling to find their way around each other out there. I, I mean, I do think that is still a work in progress, mm-hmm. but I don't think that explains Towns just – because Towns had, you know, like the first three quarters of that Lakers game, he played brilliantly. Mm-hmm. He's had games, he's had halves, he's had moments where he just looked like, okay, you know, remember me, I'm the guy who can – I'm a 6'11 guy who can run the floor, hit threes, and be a great offensive player. Mm-hmm. And none of that was there the other night, and I don't think it had – I can't blame Gobert. He was missing shots. He was forcing drives. He looked like he was pretty determining what he was going to do instead of reading the defense. He looked, you know, he, whatever criticism people want to level with him, he's never been accurately accused of being an average or mediocre offensive player. No. He is a great offensive player. Yes. And he was a, he's been a terrible offensive player in this series. Hmm. I don't think that's Gobert. I think that's just Towns. Yeah, it's funny how things it it can be uh you know a hot and cold thing. I I never thought Towns was like that though. He seems to have been, you know, consistent uh throughout his career. So it's a, a little strange to see him struggling like this, isn't it? It uh, very strange. Yeah. Yeah, to me it's the it's the biggest story in the series that Towns is healthy. Uh they desperately need him and he's just not playing well offensively. This is a guy who should be your best or one of your best three-point shooters, should be one of your best scorers. He should be a productive rebounder, and the questions about him typically come on the defensive end. And and but what bothers me? I mean, listen, anybody can miss a shot. Anybody can have a a, a bad shooting night. Mm-hmm. But he's not even. He doesn't seem to be thinking the game. He's not. He doesn't be. You know, he's again. He's dribbling into traffic. He is uh, not shooting when he should shoot. He's shooting when he probably shouldn't shoot. Mm. That's what bothers me. Yeah, the decision-making, uh, not quite there. So uh, part of the reason that the Wolves acquired Gobert was so that Towns wouldn't have to guard guys like Nikola Jokic to maybe free him up even more on the offensive end, and, and uh, you know, it's not necessarily going that way. Uh, no, I mean, and I really do think that the biggest – the way this team is going to win a game or get back into the series is if Gobert – guards Jokic and does a better job on him, at least makes it hard. And again, make Jokic score tough twos. Don't allow him to kick out for easy threes. But make the twos tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the formula here is Edwards playing great, Jokic making it tougher on, on – I'm sorry, 
uh, Gobert making it tougher on Jokic and Towns being the good offense player he's always been. That gives you a chance. Will they do any of those three? Who knows? Will they guard Jamal Murray a little tighter? They can't have him going off for 41 either. That makes it awful tough to win. Yeah, and, you know, the only excuse I'll give them on that one is Murray had has dealt with some injuries. He had been sluggish down the stretch. He wasn't all that great in game one. So, you know, do you really – how much attention do you pay to a guy until he proves that he's ready to score like that? Well, now, now he has. And that's, that's frankly, where they miss Jaden McDaniels. Because McDaniels would, would make life very difficult for Murray and alter the way they want to run their offense. Right now, I don't know that they have anybody who can really guard – uh, Murray in an effective way. You just you almost just have to hope that he just doesn't shoot that well. You know, Anthony Edwards stated before the season that uh, he wants to be the best defensive player in the NBA. Wouldn't that be an assignment for him then? It would be if he, and this is where, you know, listen, they, they don't tell us anything, much less everything. No. Uh, I've just sensed the last month that Edwards is either hiding an injury or has tired legs or general fatigue, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so it was encouraging to see him play well offensively the other night. But defense is draining. And do you want your best player, your best scorer uh, at 21 years old, kind of using all of his energy on the defensive end uh, when he seems to be tired? I'm, you know, listen, if we're going to compare Edwards to the greats of the game, then he's going to have to find that gear. He's going to have to find that level. Mm-hmm. Jordan was a great defender. Pippen was a great defender. Uh, you know, a lot of great players throughout history were great defenders and found a way to have energy on both ends. Yeah, I don't know that Edwards is there yet. Yep, two-way players, that's for sure. Hey, let's talk ice over for the Wild. What did you make of the change in goaltender for Game 2? Uh, I get it. I got it without necessarily agreeing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they went in thinking, we have two good goalies. Why just put all the load on one person? Why not keep them fresh? And because it wasn't. You know, no fans don't. Fans tend to think today, right? Yep. Um, and if you're if you're Garen and Evans as Everson, your goal is to do more than win a one playoff series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think they think, hey, if we're actually going to make a run here, we need both goalies. Why not play them both? Why not keep them sharp and fresh at the same time? Uh, Gustafson just played the longest game in franchise history. Doesn't it make sense to play the fresh guy? It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just would have ridden the hot goalie in that situation. And you know what? The way the Wild played, they still would have lost. So I'm not yeah. acting like, hey, you should. if you had done it the way I said, you would have won game two. Honestly, the way they played, they were going to lose no matter who was in that. I probably just would have sided with the guy who was hot at the moment. Teams are tied here at a game apiece, but Dallas kind of blew out the Wild while it took the Wild, as you just referenced, the longest game in franchise history. Has Dallas looked like the better team in this series to you? I think they do, unless Kaprizov is able to kind of free himself up right now he's getting beat up he's getting cheap shotted uh game one he had the early goal since that early goal he really hasn't been that big a factor so listen if Kaprizov is going to play like regular season Kaprizov then I think it's a, a really fair fight if Kaprizov is going to get beat up and isn't going to be himself and isn't going to produce points the wild just frankly don't profile as that good a team it's also been, uh, you know, more of a challenge without Erickson Eck being able to play with his own injury. Are they? I know they don't tell you what's going to happen, but uh, any indication that he might return before too long or what? You know, like we talked to Everson, I think, on Sunday, and he, he really sounded like, hey, we're taking Eck to, Erickson Eck to 
to Dallas with us. We think he might be able to play in one of those games, and it didn't happen. Uh, I would think that he's close, but as you said, it's hockey. They're not really going to tell us. Yeah. Uh, twins, I think, at Target Field. Jim and I are talking yes. at before one this afternoon. It's 32 degrees and not very nice, so I don't know for sure if that game's going to happen tonight. They haven't postponed it yet as we're speaking, but they but they certainly might. Uh, but a 10-game homestand here, uh, including the Nats and the Royals, two teams that the Twins should be better in, and then sandwiched around uh, the Yankees, uh, kind of in between, the Twins could maybe make a little hay in these next 10 games. I think they sh- they should and they will. And I think this road trip wasn't a terrible road trip. But if they win that game on Monday, they should have won. Yep. If they blew with all those weird plays. This would have been an excellent road trip. And then he, you know, um, and if Maeda doesn't hit in the ankle, maybe they win that game. So they're not playing poorly. They're pitching really well. With their starter, the starters are pitching really well. Obviously, they have middle relief issues like most teams right now. The guy mm-hmm. looking like he still is, hasn't figured it out. Yep. Uh, but they're going to get Polanco back here pretty soon. I think they get Kirilov back not long after that. Um, Julian showed that he has some real promise. I think I think you'll see a better, more professional, deeper lineup here pretty soon. They've they've basically gotten into first place with a you know their B lineup. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see what they can do if that improves. It it, it is a more professional lineup with Gallo in there. I I honestly didn't yep. know what to think when they signed uh, Joey Gallo. I knew that he had struggled in New York, but everybody knows that not everybody's built to play in New York and for the Yankees because of the pressures that come with it. And he's still striking out a lot for the Twins, but, boy, he's had an impact. He has. And they, you know, listen, nobody likes the strikeouts. Mm -hmm. The question is, will he produce enough power and be a good enough player in other areas to justify keeping him in the lineup when he strikes out a lot? Because the strikeouts aren't aren't going away. Uh, If he's going to hit home runs and be an excellent uh, outfielder and first baseman, then you will take the strikeouts. Uh, And I think – I think he also gives them a little bit of a veteran presence who's been around. I think that's a nice combination with some of their younger outfielders. Mm-hmm. And frankly, with all the hitting prospects they have coming up, they only really need him to just have one good year for them. Yeah. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.